0: Section 46 of Library of the World's Best Literature, Ancient and Modern, Volume 8. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Doug Taylor, Squim, Washington. Library of the World's Best Literature, Ancient and Modern, Volume 8 section forty six selected excerpts by cervantes part four by miguel de cervantes sancho panza as governor the history says that from the justice court they carried sancho to a sumptuous palace where in a spacious chamber there was a table laid out with royal magnificence the clarions sounded as sancho entered the room and four pages came forward to present him with water for his hands which sancho received with great dignity the music ceased and sancho seated himself at the head of the table for there was only that seat placed and no more than the one cover laid a personage who it appeared afterwards was a physician placed himself standing by his side with a whalebone wand in his hand they then lifted up a fine white cloth covering fruit and a great variety of dishes of different sorts one who looked like a student said grace and a page put a laced bib on sancho while another who played the part of head carver placed a dish of fruit before him but hardly had he tasted a morsel when the man with the wand touched the plate with it and they took it away from before him with the utmost celerity the carver however brought him another dish and sancho proceeded to try it but before he could get at it not to say taste it already the wand had touched it and a page had carried it off with the same promptitude as the fruit sancho seeing this was puzzled and looking from one to another asked if this dinner was to be eaten after the fashion of a jugglery trick it is not to be eaten senor governor except as is usual and customary in other islands where there are governors i Senor, am a physician and i am paid a salary in this island to serve its governors as such and i have a much greater regard for their health than for my own studying day and night and making myself acquainted with the governor's constitution in order to be able to cure him when he falls sick the chief thing i have to do is to attend at his dinners and suppers and allow him to eat what appears to me to be fit for him and keep from him what i think will do him harm and be injurious to his stomach and therefore i ordered that the plate of fruit be removed as being too moist and that other dish i ordered to be removed as being too hot and containing too many spices that stimulate thirst for he who drinks much kills and consumes the radical moisture wherein life consists well then said sancho that dish of roast partridges there that seems so savoury will not do me any harm to this the physician replied of those my lord the governor shall not eat so long as i live why so replied sancho "Because," replied the doctor our master Hippocrates, the pole-star and beacon of medicine, says in one of his aphorisms Omnis saturatio mala pericis autempissima, which means all repletion is bad but that of partridge is the worst of all. In that case, said Sancho, let senor doctor see among the dishes that are on the table what will do me most good and least harm and let me eat it without tapping it with his stick for by the life of the governor and so may god suffer me to enjoy it but i'm dying of hunger and in spite of the doctor and all he may say to deny me food is to take my life instead of prolonging it your worship is right signor governor said the physician and therefore your worship i consider should not eat of those stewed rabbits there because it is a furry kind of food if that veal were not roasted and served with pickles you might try it but it is out of the question that big dish that is smoking farther off said sancho seems to me to be an olla podrida out of the diversity of things in such ollas i can't fail to light upon something tasty and good for me Ebsit, said the doctor far from us be any such base fault there is nothing in the world less nourishing than an oya podrida to canons to rectors of colleges or peasant's weddings with your oyas podridas but let us have none of them on the tables of governors where everything that is present should be delicate and refined and the reason is that always everywhere and by everybody simple medicines are more esteemed than compound ones for we cannot go wrong in those that are simple while in the compound we may by merely altering the quantity of the things composing them but "'What I am of opinion the governor should eat now, "'in order to preserve and fortify his health, "'is a hundred or so of wafer cakes "'and a few thin slices of conserve of quinces, "'which will settle his stomach and help his digestion.' Sancho, on hearing this, threw himself back in his chair "'and surveyed the doctor steadily, "'and in a solemn tone asked him, what his name was and where he had studied he replied my name senor governor is doctor pedro ratio de agüero i am a native of a place called tirteafuera which lies between caracuel and almodovar del campo on the right-hand side and i have a degree of doctor from the university of Osuna." to which Sancho, glowing all over with rage, returned, Then let Dr. Pedro Recio de Maguero, native of Fuera, a place that's on the right-hand side as we go from Caracuel to El Moldovar del Campo, graduate of Osuna, get out of my presence at once, for I swear by the sun, I'll take a cudgel, and by dint of blows, beginning with him, I'll not leave a doctor in the whole island, at least those i know to be ignorant for as to learned wise sensible physicians them i will reverence and honour as divine persons once more i say let pedro retio get out this or i'll take this chair i am sitting on and break it over his head and if they call me to account for it i'll clear myself by saying i served god in killing a bad doctor a general executioner and now give me something to eat, or else take your government, for a trade that does not feed its master is not worth two beans.' Sancho, fool, boor, and clown that he was, held his own against them all, saying to those round him, and to Dr. Pedro Recio, who as soon as the private business of the Duke's letter was disposed of had returned to the room, now i see plainly enough that judges and governors ought to be and must be made of brass not to feel the importunities of the applicants that at all times and all seasons insist on being heard and having their business dispatched and their own affairs and no others attended to come what may and if the poor judge does not hear them and settle the matter either because he cannot or because that is not the time set apart for hearing them forthwith they abuse him run him down and gnaw at his bones and even pick holes in his pedigree you silly stupid applicant don't be in a hurry wait for the proper time and season for doing business don't come at dinner hour or at bedtime for judges are only flesh and blood and must give to nature what she naturally demands of them all except myself for in my case i give her nothing to eat thanks to senor doctor pedro Regio tratea fuera here who would have me die of hunger and declares that death to be life and the same sort of life may god give him and all his kind i mean bad doctors for the good ones deserve palms and laurels all who knew Sancho Panza were astonished to hear him speak so elegantly, and did not know what to attribute it to, unless it were that office and grave responsibility either smarten or stupefy men's wits. At last Dr. Pedro Recio Aguero of Certeofuera promised to let him have supper that night, though it might be in contravention of all the aphorisms of Hippocrates. With this the governor was satisfied, and— looked forward to the approach of night and supper-time with great anxiety and though time to his mind stood still and made no progress nevertheless the hour he so longed for came and they gave him a beef salad with onions and some boiled calves feet rather far gone at this he fell to with greater relish than if they had given him francolins from milan pheasants from rome veal from sorrento partridges from Morone, or geese from lavajos and turning to the doctor at supper he said to him look here signor doctor for the future don't trouble yourself about giving me dainty things or choice dishes to eat for it will be only taking my stomach off its hinges it is a custom to goat, cow, bacon, hung beef, turnips and onions, and if by any chance it is given these palace dishes, it receives them squeamishly, and sometimes with loathing. What the head carver had best do is to serve me with what they call ollas podridas, and the rottener they are, the better they smell, and he can put whatever he likes into them, so long as it is good to eat, and I'll be obliged to him. I will requite him some day but let nobody play pranks on me for either we are or we are not let us live and eat in peace and good fellowship for when god sends the dawn he sends it for all i mean to govern this island without giving up a right or taking a bribe let every one keep his eye open and look out for the arrow for i can tell them the devil's in cantilana and if they drive me to it, they'll see something that will astonish them. Nay, hey, make yourself honey, and the flies will eat you. Of a truth, senor Governor, said the carver, your worship is in the right of it in everything you have said, and I promise you, in the name of all the inhabitants of this island, that they will serve your worship with all zeal, affection, and good will, for the mild kind of government you have given a sample of to begin with leaves them no ground for doing or thinking anything to your worship's disadvantage that i believe said sancho and they would be great fools if they did or thought otherwise but once more i say see to my feeding and my dapples for that is the great point and what is most to the purpose and when the hour comes let us go the rounds for it is my intention to purge this island of all manner of uncleanness and of all idle good-for-nothing vagabonds. For I would have you know, my friends, that lazy idlers are the same thing in a state as the drones in a hive, and eat up the honey the industrious bees make. I mean to protect the husbandman, to preserve to the gentleman his privileges, to reward the virtuous, and above all to respect religion and honour its ministers. What say you to that, my friends? "'Is there anything in what I say, or am I talking to no purpose?' "'There is so much in what your worship says, Signor Governor,' said the Major-Domo, "'that I am filled with wonder when I see a man like your worship entirely without learning, for I believe you have none at all, say such things, and so full of sound maxims and sage remarks, very different from what was expected of your worship's intelligence.' by those who sent us or by us who came here every day we see something new in this world jokes become realities and the jokers find the tables turned upon them day came after the night of the governor's round a night which the head-carver passed without sleeping so full were his thoughts of the face and air and beauty of the disguised damsel while the majordomo spent what was left of it in writing an account to his lord and lady of all sancho said and did being as much amazed at his sayings as at his doings for there was a mixture of shrewdness and simplicity in all his words and deeds the senor governor got up and by dr pedro rachio's directions they made him break his fast on a little conserve and four sups of cold water which Sancho would have readily exchanged for a piece of bread and a bunch of grapes. But, seeing there was no help for it, he submitted, with no little sorrow of heart and a discomfort of stomach, Pedro Riccio, having persuaded him that light and delicate diet enlivened the wits, and that was what was most essential for persons placed in command and in responsible situations, where they have to employ not only the bodily powers, but those of the mind also by means of this sophistry sancho was made to endure hunger and hunger so keen that in his heart he cursed the government and even him who had given it to him however with his hunger and his conserve he undertook to deliver judgments that day and the first thing that came before him was a question that was submitted to him by a stranger in the presence of the majordomo and the other attendants and it was in these words seor a large river separated to two districts of one and the same lordship will your worship please to pay attention uh, for the case is an important and a rather naughty one well then on this river there was a bridge and at one end of it a gallows and a sort of tribunal where four judges commonly sat to administer the law which the lord of the river bridge and the lordship had enacted and which was to this effect if any one crosses by this bridge from one side to the other he shall declare on oath where he is going and with what object and if he swears truly he shall be allowed to pass but if falsely he shall be put to death for it by hanging on the gallows erected there without any remission though the law and its severe penalty were known many persons crossed but in their declarations it was easy to see at once they were telling the truth and the judges let them pass free it happened however that one man when they came to take his declaration swore and said that by the oath he took he was going to die upon that gallows that stood there and nothing else the judges held a consultation over the oath and they said if we let this man pass free he has sworn falsely and by the law he ought to die but if we hang him, as he swore he was going to die on that gallows, and therefore swore the truth, by the same law he ought to go free. It is asked of your lordships, señor governor, what are the judges to do with this man, for they are still in doubt and perplexity, and having heard of your worship's acute and exalted intellect, they have sent me to entreat your worship, on their behalf, to give your opinion on this very. Intricate and puzzling case. To this Sancho made answer. Indeed, those gentlemen, the judges that send you to me, might have spared themselves the trouble, for I have more of the obtuse than the acute in me. However, repeat the case over again, so that I may understand it, and then perhaps I may be able to hit the point. The querist repeated again and again what he had said before, and then Sancho said it seems to me i can set the matter right in a moment and in this way the man swears that he is going to die upon the gallows but if he dies upon it he has sworn the truth and by the law enacted deserves to go free and pass over the bridge but if they don't hang him then he has sworn falsely and by the same law deserves to be hanged it is as the signor governor says Said the messenger, and as regards a complete comprehension of the case, there is nothing left to desire or hesitate about. Well, then, I say, said Sancho, that of this man they should let pass the part that has sworn truly and hang the part that has lied, and in this way the conditions of the passage will be fully complied with. But then, Signor governor, replied the querist, the man will have to be divided into two parts and if he is divided of course he will die and so none of the requirements of the law will be carried out and it is absolutely necessary to comply with it look here my good sir said sancho either i'm a numbskull or else there is the same reason for this passenger dying as for his living and passing over the bridge for if the truth saves him the falsehood equally condemns him AND THAT BEING THE CASE, IT IS MY OPINION, YOU SHOULD SAY TO THE GENTLEMAN WHO SENT YOU TO ME, THAT AS THE ARGUMENTS FOR CONDEMNING HIM AND FOR ABSOLVING HIM ARE EXACTLY BALANCED, THEY SHOULD LET HIM PASS FREELY, AS IT IS ALWAYS MORE PRAISEWORTHY TO DO GOOD THAN TO DO EVIL. THIS I WOULD GIVE SIGNED WITH MY NAME, IF I KNEW HOW TO SIGN, AND WHAT I HAVE SAID IN THIS CASE IS NOT OUT OF MY OWN HEAD but one of the many precepts my master, Don Quixote, gave me the night before I left to become governor of this island, that came into my mind, and it was this, that when there was any doubt about the justice of a case, I should lean to mercy, and it is God's will that I should recollect it now, for it fits this case as if it was made for it. That is true, said the major-domo and i maintain that lycurgus himself who gave laws to the lacedominians could not have pronounced a better decision than the great Ponza has given let the morning's audience close with this and i will see that the seor governor has dinner entirely to his liking that's all i ask for fair play said sancho give me my dinner and then let it rain cases and questions on me and i'll dispatch them in a twinkling the major-domo kept his word for he felt it against his conscience to kill so wise a governor by hunger, it, particularly as he intended to have done with him that same night, playing off the last joke he was commissioned to practise upon him. It came to pass then that, after he had dined that day, in opposition to the rules and aphorisms of Dr. Tertea fuera as they were taking away the cloth, there came a courier with a letter from Don Quixote for the governor. Sancho ordered the secretary to read it to himself, and if there was nothing in it that demanded secrecy to read it aloud the secretary did so and after he had skimmed the contents he said it may well be read aloud for what senor don quixote writes to your worship deserves to be printed or written in letters of gold and it is as follows don quixote of la mancha's letter to sancho panza governor of the island of barataria when i was expecting to hear of thy stupidities and blunders friend sancho i have received intelligence of thy displays of good sense for which i give special thanks to heaven that can raise the poor from the dunghill and of fools to make wise men they tell me thou dost govern as if thou wert a man and art a man as if thou wert a beast so great is the humility wherewith thou dost comport thyself but i would have thee bear in mind sancho that very often it is fitting and necessary for the authority of office to resist the humility of the heart for the seemly array of one who is invested with grave duties should be such as they require and not measured by what his own humble tastes may lead him to prefer dress well a stick dressed up does not look like a stick I do not say thou shouldst wear trinkets or fine raiment or that being a judge thou shouldst dress like a soldier but that thou shouldst array thyself in the apparel thy office requires and that at the same time it be neat and handsome to win the good will of the people thou governest there are two things among others that thou must do one is to be civil to all this however i told thee before and the other is to take care that food be abundant for there is nothing that vexes the heart of the poor more than hunger and high prices make not many proclamations but those thou makest take care that they be good ones and above all that they be observed and carried out for proclamations that are not observed are the same as if they did not exist Nay they encouraged the idea that the prince who had the wisdom and authority to make them had not the power to enforce them and laws that threaten and are not enforced come to be like the log the king of the frogs that frightened them at first but that in time they despised and mounted upon be a father to virtue and a stepfather to vice be not always strict nor yet always lenient but observe a mean between these two extremes for in that is the aim of wisdom visit the jails the slaughter-houses and the market-places for the presence of the governor is of great importance in such places it comforts the prisoners who are in hopes of a speedy release it is the bugbear of the butchers who have then to give just weight and it is the terror of the market-women for the same reason let it not be seen that thou art even if perchance thou art which i do not believe covetous a follower of women or a glutton for when the people and those that have dealings with thee become aware of thy special weakness they bring their batteries to bear upon thee in that quarter till they have brought thee down to the depths of perdition Consider and reconsider, con and con, over again, the advice and the instructions I gave thee before thy departure hence to thy government, and thou wilt see that in them, if thou dost follow them, thou hast a help at hand that will lighten for thee the troubles and difficulties that beset governors at every step. Write to thy lord and lady, and show thyself grateful to them for ingratitude is the daughter of pride, and one of the greatest sins we know of. And he who is grateful to those who have been good to him shows that he will be so to God also, who has bestowed and still bestows so many blessings upon him. My lady, the Duchess, sent off a messenger with thy suit and another present to thy wife Teresa Panza. We expect the answer every moment, I have been a little indisposed through a certain scratching i came in for not very much to the benefit of my nose but it was nothing for if there are enchanters who maltreat me there are also some who defend me let me know if the major-domo who was with thee had any share in the trifaldi performance as thou didst suspect and keep me informed of everything that happens thee as the distance is so short all the more, as I am thinking of giving over very shortly this idle life I am now leading, for I was not born for it, a thing has occurred to me which I am inclined to think will put me out of favour with the Duke and Duchess. But, though I am sorry for it, I do not care, for, after all, I must obey my calling rather than their pleasure, in accordance with the common saying, Amicus Plato, sed Magus Amica Veritas i quote this latin to thee because i conclude that since thou hast been a governor thou wilt have learned it adieu god keep thee from being an object of pity to any one thy friend don quixote de la mancha sancho listened to the letter with great attention and it was praised and considered wise by all who heard it he then rose up from table and calling his secretary shut himself in with him in his own room, and, without putting it off any longer, set about answering his master, Don Quixote, at once. And he bade the secretary write down what he told him, without adding or suppressing anything, which he did, and the answer was to the following effect. Sancho Panza's Letter to Don Quixote of La Mancha the pressure of business is so great upon me that i have no time to scratch my head or even to cut my nails and i have them so long god send a remedy for it i say this master of my soul that you may not be surprised if i have not until now sent you word how i fare well or ill in this government in which i am suffering more hunger than when we two were wandering through the woods and wastes my lord the duke wrote to me the other day to warn me that certain spies had got into this island to kill me but up to the present i have not found out any except a certain doctor who receives a salary in this town for killing all the governors that come here he is called dr pedro recio and is from tirteafuera so you can see what a name he has to make me dread dying under his hands this doctor says of himself that he does not cure diseases when there are any but prevents them coming and the medicines he uses are diet and more diet until he brings one down to bare bones as if leanness was not worse than fever in short he is killing me with hunger and i am dying myself of vexation "'for when I thought I was coming to this government "'to get my meat hot and my drink cool "'and take my ease between holland sheets on feather beds, "'I find I have come to do penance, "'as if I was a hermit, "'and as I don't do it willingly, "'I suspect that in the end the devil will carry me off. "'So far I have not handled any dues or taken any bribes, "'and I don't know what to think of it, for here they tell me that the governors that come to this island before entering it have plenty of money either given to them or lent to them by the people of the town and that this is the usual custom not only here but with all who enter upon governments last night going the rounds i came upon a fair damsel in man's clothes and a brother of hers dressed as a woman my head carver has fallen in love with the girl and "'has in his own mind chosen her for a wife,' so he says, "'and I have chosen the youth for a son-in-law. "'To-day we are going to explain our intentions to the father of the pair, "'who is one Diego de la Liana, "'a gentleman and an old Christian, as much as you please. "'I have visited the market-places, as your worship advises me, "'and yesterday I found a stallkeeper selling new hazelnuts, and proved her to have mixed a bushel of old empty rotten nuts with a bushel of new i confiscated the whole for the children of the charity school who will know how to distinguish them well enough and i sentenced her not to come into the market-place for fortnight they told me i did bravely i can tell your worship it is commonly said in this town that there are no people worse than the market-women for they are all barefaced unconscionable and impudent and I can well believe it from what I have seen in them in other towns. I am very glad, my lady, the Duchess has written to my wife, Teresa Panza and sent her the present, your worship speaks of, and I will try to show myself grateful when the time comes. Kiss her hands for me, and tell her I say she has not thrown it into a sack with a hole in it, as she will see in the end. I should not like, your worship, to have any difference with my lord and lady, for if you fall out with them it is plain it must do me harm and as you give me advice to be grateful it will not do for your worship not to be so yourself to those who have shown you such kindness and by whom you have been treated so hospitably in their castle that about the scratching i don't understand but i suppose it must be one of the ill turns the wicked enchanters are always doing your worship when we meet i shall know all about it i wish i could send your worship something but i don't know what to send unless it be some very curious clyster pipes to work with bladders that they make in this island but if the office remains with me i'll find out something to send one way or another if my wife teresa panza writes to me pay the postage and send me the letter for i have a very great desire to hear how my house and wife and children are going on and so may god deliver your worship from evil-minded enchanters and bring me well and peacefully out of this government which i doubt for i expect to take leave of it and my life together from the way dr pedro rechio treats me your worship's servant sancho panza the governor the secretary sealed the letter and immediately dismissed the courier and those who were carrying on the joke against sancho putting their heads together arranged how he was to be dismissed from the government sancho spent the afternoon in drawing up certain ordinances relating to the good government of what he fancied the island he reduced the prices of shoes boots and stockings but of shoes in particular as they seemed to him to run extravagantly high he established a fixed rate for servants wages which were becoming recklessly exorbitant he laid extremely heavy penalties upon those who sang lewd or loose songs either by day or night. He decreed that no blind man should sing of any miracle in verse unless he could produce authentic evidence that it was true, for it was his opinion that most of those the blind men sing are trumped up to the detriment of the true ones. He established and created an aguacil of the poor not to harass them but to examine them and see whether they really were so for many a sturdy thief or drunkard goes about under cover of a make-believe crippled limb or a sham sore in a word he made so many good rules that to this day they are preserved there and are called the constitutions of the great governor sancho panza end of section forty six recording by doug taylor "'Squim, Washington.'